Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the We Don't Want a Podcast. This is a show where two certified dipshits make uncertified takes about your favorite series. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and joining me as always, that thing he does with his mouth. Pretty sure that's what he does to all the ladies back in the South. It's Scotty Westside. Yeah, listen, man. I don't like to, you know, uh, kiss and tell, but, uh, you know, the ladies. The ladies love me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How can they not? Dude, hell yeah. (laughs) That thing you do with your mouth. Dude, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, shit. I love that this um, title of the episode kissed by fire is an innuendo to him kissing her fiery bush because sure. the carpet definitely matches the drapes. Kissing her fiery bush. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a completely different direction with that. I thought you were going to talk about how uh, the the title of this episode, Kissed by Fire, is the least important thing that happens in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. I mean, listen, I I, I mean, enjoy, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for John. Uh, maybe not anyone else, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, well, it's, hold it's, on. It's, it also, it doubles as the hound thing. I suppose that's true. There you go. It's a, it's a doubler. Yeah, it's, it's a, a doubler. It doubles down big time. It's a double fisting, you know? Always double down on the double fisting. <laughs> Always. Double down, double fist. Always double down on double fisting. That's oh just a, that's How a you rule. doing, pal? Uh, I am doing amazing. Uh, amazing? Yeah. Oh, I bet. I think I know why I you're doing you amazing. I think you might know why. Uh, we have not recorded in like a week and a half, and I believe last time we talked, uh, I had had told you and everyone here that I was going to uh, a Stanley cup final game. And um, yeah, you so did. that was amazing. That was a f- fucking incredible experience uh, that I wouldn't trade for anything. They won my team. The Avs won in overtime. It was just what a hell of a game for was, you to watch. It too, was man. maybe the best game of the entire series, like competitive wise. Like you always enjoy blowouts when your team is enjoying them. Or when your team is doing the blowing out a, a lot, but this was, I like when I'm doing the blowing yeah, out. I know too, you, you know you're gonna I mean? go there. I fucking yeah, I was like, he's not gonna be able to resist this. Uh, can't resist like a good you blow. can't resist. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you keep getting there just a smidge before I can. Uh, like with the blowouts. Um, but yes, it was an extremely competitive game. <laughs> That would take a second for me uh, to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, so much fun. And since that time, uh, the Stanley Cup final is over. My abs won. Hooray! They're Stanley Cup the champions won. for the first time in 21 years. So I am over the moon happy. Uh, I just, I can't be mad. Even you, I can't be mad at you being like three hours late to our recording session. So... Uh, three hours? Nah, it's, not, it's well, I was it's more like a week. It's <laughs> actually like a week. You were late, so. <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, uh, but you know, um, yeah. I'm so I'm doing just absolutely fantastic. I spent most of the morning today watching. It was the uh, the parade in downtown Denver, the championship parade. Hell so yeah. I spent a good chunk of the morning watching that. Uh, so I'm I'm flying high. Uh, I think we got a pretty phenomenal episode to talk about today too. So I'm doing swell. How are you doing, bud? 
I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's always the same thing with me. I'm always like I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know things are. Things are nice. They're chilling. Um, got a long weekend coming up here for the 4th of July. Yeah, uh, true. Celebrating some birthdays. I turned 30. Oh, my God. Yes. How Yikes. How can we not talk about that? You're yeah, going to be 30, 30 in, like, what, three days? Yeah, I turned 30 on July 3rd. This Ooh. episode is going to be coming out, like, yeah. <laughs> probably in August or something. But, yeah. True. Uh, um, but also you, you turn like 40, I turned 47, uh, like yeah. a couple days after yeah, 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 yeah. that, <laughs> a couple days after that, uh, how, no, seriously, how old do you turn 34? I think I God can actually damn. never remember. I think it's 34 this year when you get Hell to be yeah, an old ass man. Like I am, <laughs> you just need <laughs> to stop counting. Yeah, I don't believe uh, so, I'm, I feel like I'm I'm getting well there. 30's a big one 30's a big one it wasn't for me that was maybe mm-hmm. the quietest birthday I've ever had in my life just because of life circumstances and family being busy and stuff like that so that was kind of a weird one but I feel like it should be a big one yeah yeah definitely anyway. uh, yeah so we're we're doing shenanigans this weekend uh, last weekend was also my mother-in-law's birthday so we're all getting together for this weekend for both of ours, we're gonna go to like a meadery and brewery and oh, like, yeah. um, like uh, and distillery. I think it's like all in one. So we're Wait, gonna drink a lot of alcohol. A meadery, meadery, yeah. Mead, oh mead, not like mead. meat, like man meat. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, a whole buffet I, of man meat for you on your if, birthday. If I show up and there's not a whole buffet of man meat, I will have some questions. <laughs> I know, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you should, but yeah, man, th- things are good. That You should definitely go to a buffet of man meat is what I was going to say. <laughs> that's, a, that's a normal uh, Friday yeah, night. I guess, I on. guess. And make it an extra on, special one for your birthday, for sure. Uh, so. uh, but yeah, so hey, so some quick housekeeping. We, we're a few episodes uh premature of this but i do want to kind of start the buzz and start the hype uh so in hold on count math how many episodes when are sam and m don't don't fucking look at me it's episode Uh, 29 i know that much yeah okay in a few episodes uh we will be joined by our good friends sam and emily if you've been a long time listener of the pod uh you guys know sam and emily well uh, we have been on each other's podcast several times. They host the amazing show, uh, Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. And they are coming back to discuss a very hype, non-hype episode <laughs> uh, here at the end of season three. So be on the lookout for that. Because they're also uh, Game you, of Thrones fans. They're also huge Game yeah, of Thrones yeah. fans. Uh, if and we you love are chatting new, with them. Right, yes. Uh, if you're new to the show, though, you may not be familiar with uh, Sam and Emily if you found us through the Game of Thrones side of the uh, interwebs. Thrones! Uh, Thrones interwebs, but they host a great Harry Potter podcast, and back when we were doing our Harry Potter breakdown run-through, uh, we guested on each other's uh, podcast several times, and they're a blast, and we're very excited to have them on. Super so fun. Super excited. If you're not familiar with them, go check them out. Show them some love. Uh, they deserve it. Uh, and also, Emily just had a baby, so congrats to her. Congrats. That's fucking tight. Big congrats, for sure. Yeah. Super excited um, for that. Always a blast having them on. Um, they're super fun, yeah. and I, I can't wait for that episode, because also it's just... 
it's a it's it's a, it's a fairly it's, big important episode, you know. Kind of a big important. S- a episode, few yeah. things may happen in it. Um, <laughs> speaking of a few things happening in an episode, yeah, man. Uh, today's episode, episode twenty-five, "Kiss by Fire," is. I'll just say it's a it's a hell of an episode. It is. Um, man, dare I say a top ten? Is it a top ten? I wasn't gonna, you know, jump the gun and be premature before we go into the recap. I mean, I'm known for being you premature. Are if you know what I mean. Definitely known for being premature. So I'll just jump right in and join you. You know how I love to. Never mind. Anyway, join me being <laughs> premature. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, I would say this is a short list top five contender for me. Really? Like, I I would have to list episodes specifically and do a full list but i i think this is easily top 10 for me and and a yeah. short list maybe even top five contenders so. wow that's that's impressive i feel like my i mean we're, we're gonna have to dive into this right. deep later yes. once we finish the, oh. the, the series well we love going deep we do love going deep. I mean, I try. And yeah, go we deep. we tr- we try to. Love we like going the idea deep. of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> we're really good at going shallow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like my top five might be other More than spectacle one episodes. episode. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Like I've never. I don't know. No. Because when I think of that, I think of, and although I'm not saying it's not a great episode, because mm-hmm. it's definitely in the in the list, but like when I think of spectacle episodes, I think of like Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. Hard Home, um, Blackwater, the, uh, Watchers in the Wall, yeah, Blackwater. What's the the fire one with like the the train? Not the train. train? It's obviously not a train. It's like the the oh, car the baggage thing. train. Uh, yes, I can't uh, remember the name. Field of Fire. Is that what that was called? Fill the fire. Uh, I don't know. I think that's the that first war. That's well, I kind of, know it is, but I think I can't. Remember. I don't think it's anyway. called Fill the Fire. Whatever. What that episode I know the one in you're season about. Yeah, in yeah. season seven. Um. So I don't know, cause like I those don't really make my top five, but I, whatever. We'll break we'll, we'll break that down. We'll later. talk about it more. Um. This episode fucking rocks. This episode dude. <laughs> fucking rules to say the least. Uh, there's a lot to discuss. So much is jam packed into this episode, so this one will probably go a little longer than normal, if I had to guess. Uh, but why don't we jump in here and get to it? Why don't you kick us off with the recap here, bud, on this amazing episode twenty five, Kiss by Fire? Yes, yes. Let's do the goddamn thing. So. We begin with a bang. Mm. As the Hound faces Beric Dondarrion in his trial by combat, Lord Beric sets his sword aflame with blood magic, which of course terrifies the Hound. The battle ends when Lord Beric's sword breaks and the Hound slices his body nearly in two. Shit is fucking just hardcore, man. (laughs) It goes hard. (laughs) It goes hard, bro. Uh, Thoros runs to Beric and frantically starts praying as Arya grabs a dagger and tries to kill the Hound herself, screaming at him to burn in hell. Suddenly, Beric's voice says that he will, but not today. Not today. Lord Beric has come back from the dead. Beyond the Wall, Tormund, Giant's Bane, and the Warg Orel question Jon Snow about the Night's Watch and their remaining numbers. John claims there are a thousand men still at Castle Black, despite Tormund's threats. 
Egret takes John down into a cave because she wants that hard north real bad. Yeah, God, that's does. a good joke. Fuck yeah, you, Scott. Does. You like that one, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here doing my like reading voice, trying to keep it cool. That's a good joke, uh, Scotty. Thanks, thanks, What's that hard north? Um, we also find out that John is a very giving lover. Very giving. Big ups, my guy. Big ups to John Snow. Uh, Egret continues to give him shit for having been a maid. Classic. Poor John. Classic Egret. Classic. Uh, back in the Riverlands, the Hound is big mad when they're not giving uh, him back his gold when they release him. Wait, hold on. That they're not giving him back his gold when they release him. And Arya is big mad that they're not killing him. Mm. Seems about right. Yeah, everybody's mad. Nobody's happy. Yes. Everybody's big mad. Gendry tells Arya that he's staying on to Smith for the Brotherhood, and she seems genuinely hurt by this. It's a very sad scene yeah, for Arya. It is. Arya. It's tough. Jamie, Brienne, and their captors arrive at Harrenhal, where Roose Bolton says they're under his protection now and that they'll speak later. Jamie is taken to Kyburn, who is the man that Rob and Talisa saved at the beginning of, of the season. He was a maester, but the Citadel stripped him of his chains because of his dark experiments. Hmm. He wants to take Jamie's whole arm off because of the infection, but Jamie threatens to kill him if he does so. <laughs> Jamie screams loudly. <laughs> True to his word. <laughs> True to his word. <laughs> he screams loudly. Uh, in King's Landing, Cersei asks, or kind of threatens, Littlefinger to find proof of the Tyrell's treachery and bring it to her. Tyrion asks Lady Elena to help with the, uh, with the cost of the royal wedding, and after shit-talking him for a while, she agrees. Uh, at Riverrun, Lord Karstark and several of his men break into the dungeons and kill the prisoners, Willem and Martin Lannister. Fucking just not even cool, you know? It's not a, not a good Little look. Little baby kids. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, um, Karstark? Rob sends Lord Karstark to the dungeons and has his men that helped him hanged. Edmir, uh, Catelyn, and Talisa all advise Rob that if he executes Lord Karstark, he will lose the Karstark men. However, Rob cannot abide by Lord Karstark's... Car, 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 Jesus, fuck me, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Lord Karstark's betrayal and beheads the traitor himself. I better take over for you, Stronky Boy. <clears throat> Stronky Boy, that's me. Uh, yeah, do the thing. Back at the Brotherhood Cave, Arya has a chat with Thoros and Beric about how they plan to take her to River Run to ransom her back to her family. They tell her that the Lord of Light slash Thoros has brought Beric back from the dead six times now. Uh, Arya asks if they could bring a man back without a head just one time, and it absolutely breaks my heart. Dude. Uh, on Dragonstone, Stannis goes to see his wife, Selyse, and tells her that he banged Melisandre, but <laughs> she's totally cool with being cucked for the Lord of Light. Uh, also, Selyse is a real biatch about their daughter, Shireen, which is especially bullshit because she is just the sweetest girl. The sweetest girl. The man. sweetest girl. Shireen says she wants to see her friend Davos, and Stannis tells her he's a traitor and to forget him. Back at Harrenhal, uh, Brienne is doing a little rub-a-dub scrub in the tub when a feverish Jamie comes in and joins her. He starts by insulting her and Renly, but then apologizes and says he trusts her. However, she does not return this trust, and Jamie tells her the story of why he broke his vow and killed the Mad King. 
the Mad King Ares was obsessed with wildfire and had caches of it all over King's Landing, underneath King's Landing. Uh, when Tywin's army was sacking the city, King Ares ordered that the Pyromancer burn the entire city and ordered Jaime to bring him his father's head. Jaime killed the Pyromancer and King Ares and saved the lives of millions in King's Landing. Uh, he nearly passes out in the bath at this point, but Brienne saves him. Uh, back on Dragonstone, Shireen sneaks down and visits Davos in the dungeon. She says she doesn't care if he's a traitor, that she's his friend. And then she offers to teach him to read. And it's just the sweetest and kindest relationship with these two. Uh, yeah. It's the best. No kidding, dude. In the East, Sir Jorah and Sir Barrison reminisce about the good old days. And Sir Barrison says he's wasted half his life fighting for bad kings. And just once, he wants to fight for someone he believes in. Jorah seems to be worried that Barristan may know of his betrayal of Daenerys, but he doesn't seem to. Uh, we are also introduced to the new commander of the Unsullied named Grey Worm. Back at River Run, Rob is very distressed that the Karstark men have left, cutting his forces in half. He realizes that his only option is to, is to attack Casterly Rock, the seat of the Lannisters. But he needs more men to replace the Karstarks. He needs... Walder Frey of the Twins. Back at King's Landing, Marjorie says she'll persuade Joff to let Sansa marry Loras soon after they're married. Uh, a squire named Olivar seduces Sir Loras and gets some secrets out of him in bed. Olivar turns out Olivar works for Littlefinger and he tells him of the Tyrell plan to marry Sansa. Littlefinger confirms it when Sansa tells him she doesn't want him to take her out of King's Landing anymore. Cersei, of course, tattles on the Tyrells to Tywin. That was a tongue twister. Uh, who tells Tyrion <laughs> that he will marry Sansa instead. Tyrion protests, and Cersei is delighted until Tywin turns on her and tells her that she will marry Sir Loras. An angry Tywin says his children must stop disgracing the Lannister name and storms out. And that is... Just a jam fucking packed, incredible episode of Dude, Game of Thrones. That Thrones. is more packed than my butthole on a Friday night. <laughs> oh, that is true. Just... Well, unlikely and impossible, but <laughs> true. Uh, you would know. You would know. I too. would definitely know. I guess I I don't have the angle to quite see how packed <laughs> you would, you would yeah. you would know. Yeah, yeah. You would know. Um, holy what shit, a man! Fucking episode. I mean, Dude. when you, I feel like most other episodes not of this caliber you would be the finale would be uh a fight to the death in a cave where a man is brought back to life but this episode uh -huh, but this episode starts there it fucking starts there because that's how much good shit is packed into this episode it's like oh no yeah we're just going to just going to jump straight to this and and blow your balls off with a dude coming back from the life from the life from, from the, the life. Yeah, he comes back from the life. It's Hey, it's man, unreal. being dead is kind of the life, though. We're being real. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we start there? Shall we start in uh, dude, with the Brotherhood yeah, stuff? Yeah, man, let's just start at the top, yeah, dude. This, I think that's in uh, So, look, I don't have a whole lot of notes on this fight, other than it is fucking intense. It's a good fight. Uh, yeah, it's a great fight. Yeah. Love the, the choreography. Mm -hmm. It seems just so... It doesn't seem too pretty, you know, like it it's seems very, like, like raw. just, yeah, raw yeah. and gritty. Uh, this is a good fucking fight, man. It's a, it's a very solid fight. 
and like and it tips several ways yeah. uh throughout the fight and i like that too definitely um like the hound is like his shield is on fire and his arm at one point like scaring and the shit out of him he's freaked the fuck out of course and then he just goes like full-on savage and just literally hacks through uh sir Barrick's sword and through half of his body as well it's it's the fact that we learn here that there is magic powerful enough in this world for people to be brought back from the dead yeah. is like huge. Like I, I a, don't think yeah. that can be overstated. Like obviously we know there are zombies. So like, it's like, Oh, we already knew people could come back from the dead, like the ice zombies, but this is entirely different. Barrack is still a thinking, like knowing as far as we know being as far as we know, uh and that is that is major and will be a major plot line for you know a major plot line for for a good chunk of this show yeah and this episode just opens with that it's unbelievable yeah. it's truly unreal. yeah you know that's that's a good i've never really thought about it like that until i think the first time you and i actually talked about this um obviously not on the pod but you brought up exactly that like how how good does a fucking episode have to be to start with that? Yeah. Um, Turns out and it doesn't good. feel like you go to sleep after that. Like it's just, it, it just moves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's also, I need to point out Arya rushing uh, the hound and screaming burn in hell is so fucking badass. I, yeah. I mean, I love how Barrick even acknowledged it. I think it was last episode when. Uh, the hound said something defective like, is the little girl the bravest one among you here? And Beric is like, I she might be. She might and be. And it just yeah. shows again here, like, girl has no fear. She is yeah. just, she is ready to kill the hound. Uh, and that's like, all of this would be well enough and good for this whole plot line. But then we get Another scene that is probably in my mind, for me personally, even better than the trial by combat, uh, where, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit more of the nitty gritty of how Thoros brought him back, you know, the first yeah, time uh -huh. and all these times he's been brought back. And there's just so many amazing parts uh, of this scene. It's the way it starts out. Even I had to take a note of this 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 exchange between Arya and and Thoros because it was just so good and so funny to me. She tells right. him, "I'm a hostage, and you're selling me." And he just goes, "Don't think of it that way." And she's like, "But it is that way. It is that way." And he goes, "It is, and it isn't." And she's just like, she she won't let up. She's like. Well, more is than isn't, though. And I'm just like, God damn, Arya, you are so good. You're such a, a cheeky little shit, and I love you so much. Cheeky little fucker. Yeah, dude. She. The thing is, is like, she... There aren't as many... There aren't many characters who just, like... Who are just so matter-of-fact. Yes. Like, just like... Calling, calling that shit how it is. Calling it how it is, and also, like, just not her, afraid to say not, that. not afraid to say it, but just like her self awareness of like, this is what you're doing, and this is what is happening to me. Right. 
And, you know, you can dress it up and say it, you know, the pretty way you all want, but this is some bullshit, and this is what yeah. it is. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so... Are we going to go into this to the to Heron Hall next? Is that like what well, we're doing? Real quick before we jump to that, uh, her asking Thoros if she could, oh. if they could bring oh back God. a man from the dead from without without a head, not six times but just once, shatters my heart. It is heart wrenching. Maisie's uh, delivery of that sequence with like with you can see there kind of just like tears in her eyes yeah is hauntingly good and i i just i have to call that out because it's like in in an episode just jam-packed with so many great scenes on this rewatch that one really stood out to me because it was just like her you know obviously like you know it probably hasn't been that long like real time but like Watching her father die kind of sort of in that way is still just right. she is carrying that weight with her and it is still, you know, like something she thinks about constantly and probably what drives a lot of her like hatred towards the hound and just like her kind of general distrust and like anger in general. So it's, um, it's a what a like I said, what a fucking line delivery from Maisie. Yeah, I mean, we we are just constantly scott we're just like every single time Maisie has a scene where she gets to display some emotion and like some kind of just like it's you know actually let me take a step back it's not even just like the emotional scenes like even scenes that like i think are like very character driven she just constantly is showing up every fucking time dude i it's crazy and this this is super unfortunate but like it fucking pains me that she's not doing cool shit right now like after game of thrones yeah yeah. it really fucking yeah pains me i agree yeah she's fantastic she's real good she 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 really does deserve to be performing at that level for sure all the time uh do you want to jump straight to heron hall next uh, I don't know. Well, so hold on. If we're gonna if we're gonna take care of everything in uh, the Batcave, um, <laughs> we we should we should talk about uh, like Gendry joining. Oh up. right, yeah. Fuck, I even skipped over that scene, and that scene is also very yeah, good. Dude. Shit, it's so good. It's so good. God damn it. Uh, yeah. So so Gendry says he's gonna be a smith, which we've seen this happen once before at Heron Hall where he's like kind of just like I kind of think I'm just going to stay in Smith. Right. He um, he has a very real, realistic view of his place in the world. Yes. Like he's like it doesn't matter really who I'm smithing for. I'm just I'm still smithing. Yeah. Um yeah. and there there's there's a part of it that's very much like he kind of just wants a place to be. Right. You know. Yes. And, and I like that. Um, yes. You know, like, it, we don't get this, like, overly complex and, like, deep story for him. So, like, this, the subtlety of that, I think, is is enough. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it, ju- it just makes me like it. I've never disliked Gendry, but right. it, it just it just makes me like him and be like, kind of feel you, dude. Like, yeah. I think Gendry is just a very simple lad and just kind of, you know, is aware and tells it like it is. And, and man, this, this scene, like, 
kind of hurt me too because you don't see this kind of you see emotion from Arya a lot, but never this kind of, or not often, this kind of like vulnerability. Like we saw right. it with like her in the scene with her and Yorin. Um, but that might have been the last time, maybe a couple with Tywin, but she's like vulnerable and like this is like you can tell she is, her walls are down. She's and hurt. She is hurt by this. Yes. Uh, she is losing, you know her friend in in her eyes and she doesn't want to yes. lose anybody else so right yeah god damn what another great moment yeah dude this this episode is just <laughs> this episode is the gift that keeps on giving filled dude yeah, yeah dude this episode is herpes for sure <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of nah they're fine they don't have herpes uh john and egret beyond the wall uh, i mean they could have herpes man I mean, put, you, don't you, you don't put that evil know. on them. Don't you put that evil on them, Ricky Bobby. You don't know. Uh, good for John. You know, I just got to way to go, buddy. Way to, way to, uh, you know, get her done. As they say, very generous, giving lover. Uh, Egret's obviously a big fan. Um, But I love that. Yeah, I love that she just continues to to give him shit for. Like, oh, you were a maid. And that just, that always cracks me up. Yeah. Um, I love when, wait, hold on. Is this the scene? Yeah, this is the scene where she like pops up and she's like, that thing you yeah. did with your tongue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, like, he's like, I don't know. I just I wanted to kiss like, you yeah. there, dude. Is that what laws do to the ladies in the South? I don't fucking like, know. I don't fucking know. I just wanted to kiss you there, dude. Yeah, 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 just yeah. wanted to kiss it. And then he asks her like uh about uh her other lovers and she starts to tell him he's like, Oh, he was built like a mammoth. He's like, Okay, you know what? Actually I think I'm good. I don't want to hear about this anymore. <laughs> Which is just very real and very fun. Uh yep. their relationship is 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 adorable and uh I never want it to end. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, hey, look, it it hasn't ended in real life. And you know what? True, big true. Uh, yeah, for for those of you guys together, who are right? new to Game of Thrones, guys, uh, uh, Kit Harrington and um, what is Egret's name? Rose, Rose Leslie. Leslie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are married. Yeah. Uh, they they fell they got... in love on the show. They got married after the show. I they think have they a got child at together. Least one kid, yeah. I think they have one child. I think. Cool. Just good for them. Good stuff. They're good just, for them. Yeah. Just two young they're, kids. They're lovely. Kiss and they're fire. Just, you know. Yeah. Just kiss and fire. Um. Big, big shout out. Okay. Are we? I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some help here, man. Are, I, we're saving Heron Hall for the end. We right? have to save it for the end. Okay. We have to. All right. Yeah. We okay, so then let's um let's talk about River Run. Okay, yeah, let's talk about River Run. Do it. Talk about River Run, Scott. <laughs> this is uh in a season where poor Rob just cannot catch a break and continues to take some L's. This one really hurts. Like, it does hurt. Because he is absolutely trapped. And you can see 
how much he's feeling that in the later scene when he's talking to Talisa, uh, that you can tell he is feeling absolutely trapped by what's happening. Yes. He's just got no good options after what the car Starks do. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just all bad. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, he, my naive first viewing Mm-hmm. of game of thrones i saw this and i was like fuck yeah my guy like yeah like no it's uh, easy like, to you, have you, that you gotta do what you gotta do right. you know what i mean and yeah. like and i like that always like that that rob never seemed to like back away from that and also his like mercy that he's given in the past has never felt like it's because he's soft to me it's felt like it's because he's just right, you know, and so and I like that in a character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little vanilla, and I get that, but I I like it, and I and it's easy for me to stand behind, and it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I fell in love with Rob. And seeing this scene, or this this not just this scene, but kind of this all these events play out, is very much like, man, that's a tough break, but like that's my guy. He's doing what he's got to do. Yeah, he's doing what he what he feels is right, and he's like. And he's proud of, well, not, I don't know that proud's the right word, but like, he's confident in it. He's, he's kind of just like, this is what I have to do because this is right. And it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and well, I like that. What a, but it's not like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's obvious. It's not good. I mean, like I said, he, he obviously feels very trapped. Uh, Caitlin, Edemir, Talisa, they're all just like, dude, like, Put him in the dungeon, you know, try and keep it quiet, do whatever you need to do. But in Rob's mind, you know, he is Ned's son. This was cut and dry. He, this is treason. He was betrayed by Lord Karstark and he has to execute him. And by the way, that, what a fucking powerful scene, like in the rain with the music. Dude, and just like, yes, I actually took a note of that. The music swell. The music swell. Oh my God, when dude. Rob uh, does not botch the execution like fucking Theon did. Yeah, that's because uh, Rob's not a bitch. Because like Rob's Theon, not a bitch, exactly. Uh, but that scene is powerful. And just like you can tell, like, obviously, obviously, you know, this is, Rob takes no joy in this and he is just like, you know, like, the way the camera zooms in, like, at, on his hand as he, like, Basically yeah, he throws, hits him with the Arthur fist. Yeah, he th- <laughs> the <laughs> he mad like fist throws down his sword and like yeah, his hand is just like shaking and like it's a powerful, powerful sequence. Um, and it's it's you're right. Like I feel like on first viewing or as an early watcher, it would be easy to be like, you know what? Like yeah, he did what he had to do. Fuck yeah, Rob. But it's yep. like. This is just, this is not good for Rob. And we see no, that no. in the later scene where he's standing at the war table and just like lost, he, you know, he tosses yeah. the, the men away that are the, the little thingies, the car stark thing. And, um, <sighs> man, so yeah. to, to just to like, to kind of follow up on that, on that thought, like, yes, I felt like that the first time watching through. And I don't think that like, I don't think that that has changed per se. Like I still value and really like that about Rob's character, but I feel like it's almost just there's a there's a light of like sadness and heartache that I feel watching it for him now. Yes. Because it, I'm so much more aware of like 
his situation is just spiraling out of control mm-hmm. and he cannot get a grasp on it and he's trying right. so hard to like do what's right and keep it together yes. and that's the light that i see it in now mm-hmm. and it's it's heart-wrenching to watch all this shit just like crumble in front of him it's it reminds me of like when he first met talisa and he just kind of poor rob is like you know like he never meant or wanted to be a king and like she asked him like well what are you gonna do or what kind of king will you be and he just kind of is like i don't know a good king a just king and it's just like you see that here rob is just like doing his best you know like he's he's trying to do what he feels is right at all times but he's just like sinking you know it's almost like he's just caught in quicksand and the more he like yep. tries to do what he thinks is right to get out it's just it's not going his way but he's got a plan yeah. uh you know he's gonna try and take Cashley rock but he's got to get them them phrase back on his side so uh good dude i i feel like i would have tried for uh <laughs> like liza aaron before the phrase again uh, yeah i mean listen he's he's tried you know they don't explicitly state it and probably as much in the show, but he has sent many, many birds to Lysa Aaron, and she, she, she's not budging. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about um, Dragonstone. Uh, there's not a ton, ton here, but we do get a new character, a couple new character introductions. Yeah, actually. yeah. Celise and Shireen. Celise and Shireen. Uh, one is kind of a real weird biatch, and one is just the sweetest most you know adorable loving girl that you could ever ask for. you know i have to i have to say too like i i do kind of feel for salise though i do until she's like given her daughter undue shit and then i then i stop feeling for like she she doesn't feel like a true woman and like worthy because she hasn't given her because she hasn't given stance a son and the only offspring she's given him is sick mm-hmm. um so like i understand the resentment it's still shitty it's right. not okay no you're right and but, I, I see where you're coming from um um but yeah i mean look if we're being real i mean who cares about Celise, dude shireen is is just the light of this of their of dragonstone man yeah. like she is oh, just sure. the, the most charming fucking character yeah ever i uh, love her to death there's not a ton to ever really like Stannis for, to to be honest. But I do appreciate him in this moment where he basically is like, she's my daughter and I'm going to see her. Like, I I don't care. I, I want to see my daughter. Yeah. Now, Stannis, not probably the best father in the world, but... At least, far from. Yeah, far from. But at least in this moment, he's, like, trying to connect with his daughter. And she's just such the sweetest thing. I love how she's just, like, she just wants to read. She's just having a good time reading. She loves her books. Uh, for those who this is, like, your first watch, you don't know. Shireen, um, when she was young, had a condition called grayscale, which is eventually fatal. And Stannis legitimately did... He, he had maesters from all over the realm and, you know, all kinds of healers from the East and everything. All these people brought in to try and save her life. 
and eventually it was saved uh but she is permanently she's got like the the scars the remaining uh gray scale on the side of her face um so she, she is she is no longer sick right. she is she's one no of longer the, sick is what i was gonna yeah get one of the if not the only people to ever be quote cured right. of grayscale correct correct it's, uh, it's considered like basically uncurable but yeah was something along the line of the many things stannis tried did at least stop the disease um yeah. and despite all this despite what she's gone through like i said she's just happy as all can be I love her and Davos's relationship when she goes down to see him. Um, and he, she's just, she just, he's trying to tell her, like, Dude. you need to get out of here. Like, listen, Bro. you can't be here. And she just won't even let him get a word in. She's just like, Dude. this is about Prince Aemon, and he's the Dragon Knight, and this and this and this. It's just the sweetest thing. The whole bit about, like, what are they going to do? Lock us up in cells? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yes. Dude, she yes, is yes. the best, man. I love her e- so much. Even my Davos, when she says that, Davos, <laughs> he just like cracks the tiniest of smiles. He's like, all right. All, all right. right. All right. Teach me how to read. Yeah, exactly. Fucking shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. She's sure. great. Um, um, Let's talk about uh, the East real quick. Yeah. Not a lot here, but. Not a lot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say this. I'm still enjoying uh Danny's little thing that's going on in the east. Mm. Um This is honestly more of a uh uh, uh fuck Jorah and Sir Barristan scene. Danny's yeah, well like, right. I like I guess what I'm saying is like the East is not boring me the oh, way that sure, it normally sure, sure. does. I see what you're saying. Um I enjoy the the Barristan Jorah stuff. Even even this like the simple um Danny having the unsullied kind of pick their their leader. Mm-hmm. Um the the whole name thing too, I thought was like a little corny, but like well intentioned. Yeah. I, I, I like it, you know, the the gray worm thing. It's a, it's a you know, a powerful little sequence yeah. where he's like, nah, that's um, lucky. That's my lucky name. It's it's kind of a lot of like weird words because of the way that they speak. So to paraphrase for anybody who didn't catch it, she told them that that they're allowed to choose their own name because Grey Worm is like a shitty name. Yeah. Basically, she's like, "Yo, your name sucks. Pick a better name." And Grey Worm was like, "The name that I had when I was a child is a bad name because that's the name I was taken as a slave as. Mm-hmm. But the name Grey Worm is a good name because that's the name I had when Daenerys Stormborn freed us." Right. Which is like. That's cool, man. Like, yeah. I, I like that. I like that cornball fucking vanilla shit like that. So uh, I'm about it. And I'm liking, like, definitely my first watch through, I'm, I'm liking what Daenerys is doing right now. Sure. Um, and then Jorah and Barristan. Um, the more times I watch, the more times I don't like their relationship. What do you mean? Like... They, they're kind of like constantly having a little pissing contest, oh, but not in like definitely not in like a cheeky way. More in like a more in just like a like hey, I'm better than you way. Yeah, like hey, I'm gonna be a dick to you way. Yeah, it's not like the same way that like Varys and Littlefinger, like right Varys. or or not like like Jamie and Brienne. You know, right. like it's it, they're just like. They kind of don't like really like each other. No, definitely not. And they just like, kind of snip at each other about like the yeah. dumbest things. And I don't love it. 
Um, I, I don't love I, it. I, I like both characters individually, but I don't. I don't think I like them together. I I do kind of appreciate Jorah like trying to you know he's not the subtlest of mans, but he's feeling out like does this guy know that I was selling uh, Daenerys' secrets uh, <laughs> right. to uh, Robert Baratheon? Kind of need to figure this out. Uh, and he seems safe for now uh, because Barristan has no clue. He right. Was, he was that's, that's, a, that's a good point that you're bringing up. And again, just so that we have like value to bring to you guys who are listening, to people who are more casual watchers, if you didn't remember that, because I know I did not remember that my first time watching through, that is Jorah, like, that's how Jorah and Danny got linked up. Like, right. he was spying on her for King Bobby B. Right. Uh, and it is and still passing a, information. It's still a big secret that he is holding on to for now. Yes. Um, yes, so. yes, yes. So nobody really knows. Well, I mean, some people know, but yeah, that's a, that, that's a big deal. Um. Otherwise, let's, not really, not really whole, nah. uh, like a whole lot. To uh, let's hit King's Landing. Um, the the tier in in almost. Oh, hold on, Scotty, I'm I'm losing you on my ear on my earbuds. Hold on one second, buddy. Okay, dude, my my camera is. Can you tell That's... that my camera is so lopsided? No, I can't tell at all. What are you talking about? I'll just, I'll just sit like. Dude, half of my fucking time as we spend doing these episodes is me, like, looking at your camera, like, being fucked up in some way. <laughs> well. Uh, let's go to King's Landing. Um, in almost any other episode, uh, the Tyrion and Lady Olena scene would be, like, the highlight of the episode. But in this right. one, it's like, it's, like, barely a footnote. Right. Like basically Tyrion is just like hey i need your help with the cost of this royal wedding and she just gives him all the shit olena Tyrion cannot even hope to like compete with her she's on some next level shit uh and then she's like okay yeah yeah and then she's like okay yeah fine we'll do it is it fine cool are we good good i'm getting the fuck out of here this is this is a waste of my damn time I thought, doesn't she even say to him, like, come on, Lord Tyrion, I heard you were clever. Like, come on. She's basically, like, trying to goad him into, like, giving her some witty banter back. And I mean, it's like, she's got it. Like, she she gets off on this shit. Oh, definitely. And then when he can't, when he doesn't, when he's just, he's, like, too focused on getting this money, she's like, fine, what the fuck ever, I'm out of here. Give me my, yeah. give me my like, dude. You're boring. I'm, I'm out, dude. Yeah, really. Yeah, she, she was like a browbeaten bookkeeper at some point or something <laughs> like that. Uh, it's, it's yeah. just, like I said. In most episodes, this, this seems be, pretty mid for this episode. It's dude. pretty mid for this episode. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, but the final scene in the episode that we're gonna talk about now is uh, not a mid scene. Uh, it's a great scene. Uh, because of course it is. It's fucking Tywin being a boss. And uh, we find out that obviously like Cersei tattles the whole Tyrell plot and Tywin's solution to this is to marry off Sansa before the Tyrells can marry her. And he's like, oh, here you go, Tyrion. Boom, this is more than you deserve. And Tyrion is not pleased with this. Dude, like... Tywin is such a fucking dick, dude. 
He's so fucking mean, dude. Honestly, though, in his mind, this should be like the greatest this thing ever. This is trivial. This like is, this is no. Like, this is a like a huge. He should. He's thinking like this is way better than Tyrion deserves. Like this is like a huge gift in his mind from him to Tyrion. I don't think he's doing it as a gift though. He's no. doing it as a necessity. He's doing he's it like you as should be a necessity. Grateful. Right, exactly. But yes, uh, poor Tyrion, not a fan of this. Probably mostly because, as he brings up, uh, he had a wife and no longer has a wife because of the man sitting across from him, because of Tywin. And man, that exchange between the two of them, I, I'm going to continue to suck uh, the acting dick here like that exchange when Tyrion goes I had a wife or do you not remember and Tywin just like stares him down for a moment and then just growls out a only too well and it's just like only Charles Dance could have delivered that line with that kind of gravity and that exchange between them is it's phenomenal yeah yeah unbelievable um i I, i'm gonna be honest though man i i am just holding out until we get to talk about this scene jonesing for the hair okay if you don't have anything else to say about king's Landing, it's a good scene it's a good scene that's what i have to say about it it is a great scene can we just talk about the main event please let's let's get to the dude all right everybody at home yes regale us here zach if you're uh if you're in your car, if you're listening at home, you're watching on the YouTubes. Um, I there's not a lot of scenes that I would say this about, but you need to go and rewatch this entire scene from start to finish, uh, a couple times. We are speaking, of course, of the bath scene. We're talking about the bath scene. Um, and honestly, you could even watch Jamie Kyburn. Yeah. And then bad good. scene. Because yeah. Jamie Kyburn, I think, is a is an excellent like appetizer for this main event fucking scene. Yeah. This is going in the basket of top scenes uh oh, of easy. the show without question. Yes. Uh this might be the best scene in the entire in the in the entire series. Again, it is certainly on my short list for like this top might five. be the best scene it in the entire series. Might Scott. be. Um, you and I both. Holy fuck! Adore dude, this the is a scene. Hell of a goddamn scene. So let's um okay let let's let's actually talk about this. Let let's set the stage here. So yeah. Jamie is is broken to all hell, right? I mean, yep. we know this. Um, Jamie's always lived a very lavish life because he has been, you know, he's the son of Tywin Lannister. He's, got a, he's rich, he's good-looking, one of the best swordsmen in, in the entire Seven Kingdoms. He's had everything going for him. Everything going for him. Uh, King's Guard. I mean, this dude is just a, a living legend, mm-hmm. truly, uh, to many people. And... He has been just 
completely shit on, yeah. in a sense. Uh, during the sack of King's Landing, he, as everybody knows, earned his title, the King Slayer. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, that legend is skewed in a now extremely negative light. Yes. Uh, it, it is an insult when they call him King yes. Slayer. Yes. Uh, and he has worn that. Uh, he's allowed. He's allowed it to continue. He's not said anything. Um, I do not think that Jamie is a perfect person. Much like our conversations about Snape. Right. Um, oh no. You know, definitely. He he is an extremely complex and bad character. Makes lots of bad decisions. But, um. If you hadn't already started feeling for this man during this season, this was the bombshell. I mean, this was my bombshell. Yeah. I mean, this I, is... I, I liked him in a cheeky way, in like a fun right, way. Right, right, right. Not in like an emotionally heavy substance and like there's just so much more to him. And I was I was blown away, and I watched I rewatched this several times, and I still rewatch it. So, yeah. why don't here? I'm, why don't, I've been I haven't shut. No, up. Why you're you go ahead. And- you're fine. I it's 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 tough. I know it's tough because we both feel so passionately about the scene just to even describe it. But, um, I just want to harken back to like the scene where we got our introduction to Tywin. I think was like the first clue of what was bubbling under the surface with Jamie, because he presents basically a very, uh, self-assured, arrogant, uh, you know, facade. Right. To almost everyone. And Tywin, you know, made the comment or asked him the question, like, doesn't it bother you when they whisper like Kingslayer behind your back? Something to that effect. And Jamie, you know, admits to him, of course it bothers me. And just that little peek, that was our first, like, tiny little peek. Yeah, uh, little peek behind the curtain. Peek behind the curtain of of Jamie. And now here in this scene, the curtain is just thrown wide. Yeah. And I I like what you said earlier about, like, how at this point, Jamie is broken. Both physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever you want to say and he is just so fed up with the kingslayer moniker no one trusting him and as he basically states to brienne it's like you know you know why of course you don't trust me what it always comes back to aries i think he says something to that effect it always comes back to aries or maybe i'm thinking of the book again but basically Everyone that ever meets him is going to have a built-in mistrust of Jamie because, because he's an oath breaker. He broke his vow as a member of the King's Guard. He killed his king. And obviously that has weighed heavily on him for I can't remember how how long it's been. 15-ish years, I believe. Um and now here he is at like one of the lowest points in his life. And he probably lets it all the lowest point yeah, in his life. Probably the lowest point in his life. And he lets lets it, you know, he lets this whole story out. And I, I before before we recap the, this actual story, I know this is a lot of buildup and, right. and it, 
hopefully you guys are feeling as passionate about the scene as we are. But we have to talk about how he came to, to even uh, open this up. And I think a lot of it has to do with Brienne. And mm-hmm. I, I have been somewhat negative on Brienne because I do think that she is a very vanilla character. Um, I think that she's kind of annoyingly monotone. Uh, she, you know, whatever. I, I don't have to go into it to, sure. that much, but it is just, I feel like people in life need that person who is that different than you. Mm-hmm to to offer a new perspective on things and i think with the right mindset or need or whatever place you are in life when you have somebody like that who offers you a different perspective on things and who can kind of it's funny because it's not even forced by her part she just she gives him this new perspective and this new respect because of just being who she is yeah not not because she wants to change him Right. Uh, which I think speaks volumes to, to to her character. Um, I think that he is just so in love with her truth and like her being not being ashamed of who she is. Right, like that idea. Yeah, I can see that. And I just I feel like aside from him being in this broken spot where he needs to get this stuff off of her chest, like mm-hmm. who better to do it than the person right. who is. That's the what most I think. noble and like the most, you know, like uh, oath, like s- like sworn fucking right. person. Like she, like this is her fucking lifeblood right. is to swear an oath. You know, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, I think um, that's that's more of what it is. Is like a he's in this incredibly broken place. He like barely cares, you know, whether seemingly whether he lives or dies at this point. Although he's over that a little bit, and she she helped him get to that point, you know, when when she made him eat in the last episode. But uh, let's 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 kind of give the the quick recap of basically. So what is unknown to everyone that calls Jamie Lannister Kingslayer and Oathbreaker and all these things is that, uh, Mad King Ares was going to destroy King's Landing. Yeah. He was going to kill everyone in King's Landing. He has caches of wildfire, which we've seen what that shit can do in yeah. Blackwater. And and we, we've we heard several times that he was kind of batshit crazy. Right. That he was yes. a piece of shit. Um, and we know that he was kind of a torturous motherfucker. Right. Uh, but I don't think that we've ever really, unless you're a book reader, of course, the show hasn't really given us too much about like to what extent right. his madness went. Right. And this is our first glimpse of that. And uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so yeah, basically he, when Lord Tywin, uh, comes and comes into the city at the end of the rebellion and basically starts to sack King's Landing. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I need to cut you off. Sure. Because I think this is also important. Uh, Tywin came saying that he's going to oh, protect true. them. Tywin was basically. And Jamie told yeah. the, told the king. Do not let him in. Yeah. He's going to sack the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, quote, betrayed his father to keep his oath to, as a Kingsguard. That is an excellent point, Zach. Thank you for, yeah. yeah it's, it's just unbelievable, man. This guy, this guy is so complex. And again, this comes back to, Jesus, uh, it's so good. It comes back <laughs> to what he told Catelyn in the cell where he's like, so many vows, they make you swear and swear. 
like what i think he even says verbatim like or you know uh, keep honor your father and protect your king and all this stuff and i think he says what if your father hates the king or you know what if your king tells you to murder the innocent and yeah. he's basically like in in less words saying exactly what he's already gone gone through yeah like, mad king Ares told him bring me the head of your father and also oh i'm gonna kill every all the innocents in this city. He, he turned to his pyromancer and said burn them all burn them all uh which to finish your your thought which i interrupted uh all of king's landing yes under the sept under the red keep in flea bottom everywhere in farms and houses in stables uh i'm sorry not farms in stables uh caches of wildfire are stored and he was instructing his pyromancer the order to go burn the entire city to the ground um so killing millions in the process yeah so jamie killed the pyromancer and while king Ares had his back turned he stabbed him in the back uh and he is just broken about it. You know, he's like, this is, I did what I, what I felt was right because I was protecting the innocent. To, to have that stigma for so long for doing, like, I would, I would argue a pretty objectively good thing. He saved millions of lives. And is hated for it. Yeah. That is just, that has got to wear on you. And I I love the fact that Brienne is just, you know, he says, that's where Lord Eddard found me with, you know, with Ares blood on my blade, basically. And she's like, why didn't you, why didn't you tell him? Why didn't you tell Lord Stark? And by the way, we haven't gotten into this much yet and i'm sure we'll do more but uh this is nikolai coster waldo's like watershed moment of the series like undoubtedly in my mind like his 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 performance and his delivery of the sequences it's unbelievable it's unmatched i don't know that i i don't know that anybody else's best performance is is as weighted as this you might be right it's real good (laughs) um but he tells her like do you think that the honorable Ned Stark wanted to hear my side of the story. Like it basically said like Ned judged him immediately. He judged him guilty without, you know, hearing anyone else's or Jamie's side of the story. And by what right? (sighs) Yes. Does the wolf judge the lion? I got chills. Just you say that because I think of how he delivers it in that scene and it's, Probably my favorite line in the entire series. It's it's an unbelievable scene. I we we're spending a ton of time on this, and I apologize to everyone else is out there like uh, whatever. But this scene is unbelievable, and it's 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 such a big like reveal. Even like let's get away from the fact that it's an unbelievable performance. And it's it goes huge into like Jamie's character and who he is. 
Like, this is just a big reveal in general. Yeah. That, that Mad King Ares was willing to murder millions uh, rather than lose, you know, his his kingship. Um, It's just, it's just masterfully executed. Yeah. It's masterfully written. And to, to, to just kind of put the cherry on top, um, he, he faints mm-hmm. or passes out to some degree. And when Brienne catches him, she yells the Kingslayer, the Kingslayer. And he tells her, Jamie, my name is Jamie. And it, it just, it really is unbelievable. I mean, guys, look, there are a lot of, in, like, fantastic scenes in this show. But if this is a scene that you let, like, just kind of play, like, while you're, you know, on your phone or you're doing dishes or whatever when is on, like, just give, give this, like, section of this episode the time to, like, yeah. sit. Because if, if, you, if you followed us for this long, you, you have to have some level of appreciation of, like, you know, acting performances and how things are shot. I mean, this is, this is, this is peak material right here. I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautifully done. If, Uh, if I hadn't already also like, I, I, I definitely knew I loved Jamie before this, but I'm pretty sure it was this exact moment where I was like, okay, he's, he's my absolute favorite character in the show. Because before it might've been Tywin, it might've been Tyrion, it might've been, you know, Ned or John, even, you know, whoever else, but like this, this I think is what clinched it. And I feel like if you can watch this scene, even if you didn't love or like Jamie before, if you can watch this scene and not at at the very least, just appreciate the complexity of the character and like how, how interestingly he's written. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I right, don't know what yeah. to tell you. So. You're watching the wrong show then. Man. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, look, probably. that's, yeah, go, go, go watch something else. Cause yeah. that's, it's just, that's, that's what this is about, man. That, that is, that is excellent character and story writing. And, yeah. um, that's, that's gotta be why you're watching, why you're reading, you know, is, is to, to experience that. So, Agreed. Really, really hope that you guys uh, enjoyed that, or you can find new enjoyment in that uh, after our conversation. Um, speaking of that, before we go into, wait, are we done on on the episode recap? I think so. Uh, what a fucking unbelievable episode! Like yeah, holy um, shit. Before we hop into our uh, who be thrown in segment, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to share, kind of in the same vein of this. Uh, a message from a listener. Um, you know, and we get we get lots of messages from you guys. I flip them over to Scott because Scott doesn't us- really use the the socials, but occasionally we get something like this, and it and it makes me be like, I gotta talk about this. I just I love this, you know. Um, so a, a listener, Jordan, uh, uh Zinke, Zinke. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Sorry if I'm not Jordan. Uh, she writes us and um. She says, hey, been listening to the new, uh, ser- or, hold on, I'm sorry, Jesus. You okay there, bud? This has got to be a typo or something. She's saying, paraphrasing here, that she's been listening uh, and re-watching Game of Thrones. 
Uh, first of all, I'm absolutely loving it. Dying laughing every single time. This is only my second time watching the show all the way through. And because of you guys, I'm definitely picking up on so much more this time than the first time I watched the show. Also, I have to say that the first time watching it, I was a huge fan of Danny, and I was uh, definitely one of those people who, when she made the turn in the last season, was like, what the hell, this came out of nowhere. But rewatching and looking more critically at her character, I definitely think that they laid the seeds about her being a prime candidate to go, you know, the way of her father. Sorry for getting a little ahead, obviously, but we've talked about this before, so... Um, you know, I just wanted to let you guys uh, know that I'm now on the Danny is annoying and a petulant <laughs> child train. Uh, but I do have to say that later when she's just wiping out evil dudes with her dragons, it's still fun. Yeah. I can't wait uh, to see those scenes. Um, you, just because... wanted, you just wanted to read that to like jerk us off and like how no, cool we are. No, 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 no. Uh, like, I think one of my favorite, the favorite types of messages that we get are ones where we offer a new perspective on on something. Sure. Uh, and I just, I like that shit, man. I, I like being able to share insight where we have it mm-hmm. or have ins- insight shared with me if, if I'm lacking something, you know? Sure. Uh, I just like that kind of shit. And that was just really cool for Jordan to reach out and say that. So, so thanks for uh, reaching out, guys. Hell yeah. Uh, real quick before we jump into who be thrown in, uh, I, I missed a couple great quotes that I just want to call out real quick from this, uh, the Kyburn Jamie scene, which we briefly touched on, which is amazing, uh, is where Kyburn is like, there will be pain. And Jamie just goes, I'll scream quite a bit of pain. I'll scream loudly. Dude. Uh, Yes. It's so good. Also, I can't tell you how touched I am for your concern for my welfare. You're getting better at the uh, at the old little finger. Uh, speaking of, that was my other one that I had to oh, bring damn. up. Uh, because Cersei says, uh, basically, when she's like, uh, hey, uh, the Tyrells are up to something. And he's basically like, well, why don't you tell Tywin? And she says, my father is a practical man. He always appreciates facts. And Littlefinger hits her with the, myself, I've always found them a hindrance. Like you fucking creep! I love you, dude. I hate him, man. Uh, Those were the last couple quotes I had to call out uh, that I had written down in my notes. Um, Let us jump into who be thrown in for this week. Be thrown in. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, this is gonna be fucking impossible. I Uh, think it's gonna be easier than you think. Okay, if you say so. Uh, where we last left off, uh, just to recap for last week, uh, Daenerys had taken the top spot. By the way, uh, I checked the stats. I looked at the stats. I don't have the full stats here today with me, but Tywin was on, I think it was either a five or a six-week streak of number one um, until Daenerys and actually Until last Elena. episode. Yeah, until Let's last episode. When he got unseated. So uh big shouts wow. to Tywin. Uh, and big shouts to Danny and Olena for, for being to able Danny. to do that. Uh this is actually Danny's first ever number one. I also couldn't help but notice, which <laughs> I was like, wow, is it really? Are we that big of Daenerys haters? Holy shit. Uh yeah. but anyway, Daenerys number one, Olena with just a fucking stunning episode at number two that pushed Tywin down to his number three. And he a good scene in it it's incredible uh marjorie was at number four and lord varus was at number five 
I think pretty easily Marjorie can come off. Uh, she yeah. has one very quick scene, but it's it's not a lot. Varys can come off. Yes. Uh. Okay. Can Varys. we just get? Can we just get this uh, out of the way? Jamie's I mean, taking the top. Jamie, spot Jamie's definitely coming on the list. No, he's he's taking least. spot number one. Uh. By the way, if I just want to take another quick second to say why this is one of the greatest episodes ever. Zero Theon. <laughs> Almost no Daenerys. Uh, this episode just has literally everything going for it. <laughs> just literally you're everything going dick. for it. Like, but you're you're not wrong, though. I a mean... lot of good Arya, a lot of good Tywin and Tyrion, a lot of good Jaime, uh, a good battle sequence. This episode just has it all. No Theon. Uh, this episode is, is just incredible. Um, the Queen of Thorns, uh, Lady Olena, can come down, I think. I don't think she's going to make it. Uh, Daenerys, is she really going to make the list here? Maybe you're right. Maybe this won't be as hard as I thought. Uh, yeah, probably, probably not. Not that her position has changed much um, or like gone down, but she just wasn't really in the yeah. episode as much. Big one, I say, has to make the list is my boy, Jon Snow. Oh, yeah, dude. Jon Snow has to fucking make the list. Uh, you know, generous lover. Generous uh, lover. Get, get, getting it in with Egret. Good for fucking him. You know, I think Egret should probably make the list, too. I don't know. She got that Lord's kiss, man. She got that kiss by fire. She, she did get that Lordy kiss. Uh, let's see here. Where is he? Okay, so I, I, I would like to, um, I would like for us to consider either Beric or Thoros. Yes, I was thinking that. Or what both. about the Hound? He won his trial by combat and has been released too. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, I think he needs to be in consideration. Do I have Beric? Or Thoros? You probably I don't. I do. Yeah, why don't you do it? You've then? already done it, but you D- botched yeah. it. <laughs> well, we can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, friendly reminder, guys. Uh, go hit up Sam and Emily at Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. Uh, I'm going to put some links for their show uh, and their socials in this episode and the episodes leading up to uh, when they join us to talk about the infamous uh, penultimate episode to um, season three, which if you've watched the show before, you know what we're talking about. Uh, and also, if you're not already hanging out with us on Twitter and Instagram, you can do that at We Don't Want a Pod. Uh, we do have a Discord where we talk some shit with y'all. Um, if you would like the link for that, I have realized, by the way, that uh, the join link only lasts for seven days. So if you would like to join the Discord, which we'd love to have you guys in there, uh, hit us up on one of the social medias, uh, DM us, and, uh, and we'll send you an invite uh, link so you can, you can hop in and um, talk some shit. We, we would love it if you guys hung out. Uh, it's not just Game of Thrones chat in there, by the way. We've got some Harry Potter chat going on and um talking about the show so do that whole thing scott are you fucking ready my guy no not even close oh my god um i scott you know what i did what did you do buddy Uh, you you, you're gonna be mad at me 
I usually am. Um, so you sent us that really like nice photo of you and your brother at the uh oh at us? the hockey I game. I sent you that. Sure. Oh, you sent it to me, right? Okay. Uh, I may have zoomed in on your face and cropped in because it's a very funny face that you have. <sighs> And that may or may not end up on this on today's episode. I fucking hate you a lot. Um, <laughs> that's just uncalled for. Don't ruin an amazing episode with my I know, dumb you know, face. I, I didn't. I cropped it immediately when you sent it, and I was like, that would be fucked up because you're really enjoying your night. I'm not going to send it back to you. I, by the way, I literally just labeled Barrick as Thoros in <laughs> my fucking thing here. Dude, I top notch production, mess. man. I am a fucking mess. Uh, but this is all your fault. Is is what I'm gonna go ahead and say. Okay, I am. I am ready. We'll fix. We'll fix the who's who between Barrick and Thoros later. Okay, so uh, Daenerys is not gonna make the list, right? I think we. I I don't th- I don't think so. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tywin stays for who sure. Do you, who do you got down there on the bottom? Uh, that is Thoros, Egret, and the Hound. Oh, Egret. Uh, so Jamie is obviously making the list, and I think he's obviously staying at one. Yeah. Uh, Tywin is making the list, and I think John has to make the list. Uh, so that leaves us two spots for Lord Karstark. Lord Karstark definitely <laughs> needs to make the list. Uh, uh, that leaves us with two spots for the Hound, Egret, Thoros, and Barrick. Are we forgetting? Oh, man, we... Arya has a really good episode too. She does have a great episode, actually. Shit. Do we? Uh, do we throw a bone to Brienne? I thought of Brienne, but I just I don't. She doesn't really do enough. She's she just, doesn't do enough. She's the She foil. stands up and shows her tits. <laughs> she doesn't actually show her tits. She shows her no, ass. well, she shows Jamie her tits. Um, She's more just the foil for, for right. Jamie. And no, she does yeah. a good job. I, I, I think she does a very good job in this sequence, but not compared to some of these others. Um, sure. Um, What is her... Gwendolyn Christie, right? Let, even the little finger can make it. So... Um, man, see, I told you this. This is tough. There's a lot of people in any normal okay, week look, I would let's fight be for. Real, man, Littlefinger. All right, fine, 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 yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, no, and I and I think only one of Thoros or Beric makes the list. I agree, and I think it should be Beric. Yeah, he because Thoros can't do this with anybody. He comes. He's the one that actually comes back from the dead, and I think overall he has probably the slightly better episode. But I think Thoros will get his. So let's take which Thoros is he? Thoros <laughs> off. <laughs> ah shit! I did do it wrong. Okay, there we go. Uh that leaves us with. One spot for Egret, Arya, and the Hound. I don't. I think the Hound's time will come, even though this is like a big moment for him. Uh, it's not that big. He also doesn't get his gold back. I don't think he makes it. I don't think he makes it either. Okay. I also don't love Egret. I feel like one of them 
Egret, look, Egret's had sex before. This is yeah. John finally got it. But she's never had the Lord's kiss before. I mean, yes, but come on. Look at our other <laughs> candidates, man. Uh, Arya has. If Arya didn't have such a stunningly good episode, I would fight you harder. But I think it has to go to Arya. Yeah. Are we forgetting anyone? Um. Uh, oh, Davos and Shireen, um, but not compared to these others. Um, I, I think that's think so. it. I think that's it. Tyrion, Tyrion is kind of, no, he takes kind of a big L at the end of this episode. Uh, I mean, he's good. I always love Tyrion, but I think this is it. How do we want to order them? Are you thinking I Tywin think at Tywin two? at second, yeah. I agree. I think I, then it's John at three. Really? It's a big W from a boy John. <laughs> it's a big W. <laughs> I don't know that I feel that strongly about it, but I if you if you feel that strong about it, I, I, I will, I'll allow I feel pretty strongly about it, and I don't feel as strongly about like I'm glad they're both on the list, but I don't feel as strongly about Arya. Or I I think it stays like that. Barrick. I think Barrick at four, Arya at five. Okay. I I can get down with that. So that would leave us uh, for the audio listeners with uh, Jamie Lannister with just a fucking unreal sequence uh, at number one. Tywin. With a phenomenal bit at the end, but is just completely overshadowed for once in this episode. Uh, to John, I mean, what do we need to say? He's a giving lover. He's, you know, Lord Snow getting it in, in the nice. By the way, sick, like, fucking hot springs. Like, that place seems rad. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, let's, let's, I'm trying let's to, go to I'm trying to go, to go to get cave. the Lord's kiss over in those hot springs, too. Yeah, 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 big time. Uh, John Snow at three, uh, Barrick Dondarrion, the recently six-time, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Brought back to life guy. Resurrected. <laughs> resurrected, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, resurrected man at number four, and Arya, which is, the, like, I think this is just a... Hey, Maisie Williams is, is what a, what a, a phenomenal young for, actress. For her, yeah, for yeah. her acting ability, man. She is yeah. just the Gendry scene. She, uh, you know, I have to, I have to say, man, I've been a very hard stand for, uh, for Tywin. Um, like as far as like favorite characters, like Tywin, mm-hmm. Jamie, uh, Tyrion. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like after this watch through, I mean, we need to get through season five. She's she's moving up, yeah. She's moving up the list. I will uh, say, especially Arya, in these early seasons. Arya is truly climbing. She fast. is. Boy, does she still have some really good stuff coming this season too? Like, yeah. holy like, shit! You're not even joking a little bit. Like, yeah, it is insane, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big things coming from from our girl. Uh, that is who be thrown in once again. That is uh, Jamie at one, Tywin at two, Jon Snow at three. I'm always happy to see him get some love. Uh, Barrick at number four and hey, Arya hey. at number five. Yeah, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is who be thrown in for this week. What a fucking episode. What an episode. All man. the way around. Just Oh, my fucking Lord.
just an absolute banger. Dude. I don't even want to I don't even want to watch the rest of Game of Thrones. I just want to rewatch that episode. Guys, so look, I said it like 5 times. Please rewatch this episode. This episode's just oh. It is fucking amazing, dude. I like I was thinking like in any other episode that Rob execution like beheading sequence would be like the most powerful scene in the episode, but it's like maybe top 5 in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's crazy. Uh, Scotty, um, over the weekend, he sent me uh, a message about the Ringers' uh, ranking of Game of Thrones episodes. Want to get into that now? Well, I think just a little little taste, a little teaser. Uh, we've got some thoughts. And once we, w- once we wrap this this baby up, I think we we might have to give that our, our you know uh, the old college try. Yeah. And uh, might have I'm bringing it up now because this episode too. is probably going to be in the top five. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't like, if you don't think this episode is anything special, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's it has the spectacle aspect and it it has what i truly love the most which is the the character moments and it has those in absolute spades so and it's also got political maneuvering uh, uh, it's got literally everything yeah like ugh. yeah what a bang. all right i'm done jerking this episode off uh i'm not, I'm not done jerking you go. off oh, so boy let's uh let's go ahead and uh wrap this baby up so you and i can continue uh guys we appreciate the fuck out of you guys for listening or watching as always if you're new to the youtube channel and you were just finding us uh from game of thrones please know that we have uh dissected the harry potter books uh scotty's first time ever reading them so if you're a fan and you want to see the perspective of somebody experiencing for the first time you can find that on first time uh wherever you listen to your podcast spotify apple stitcher you name it all those fucking places uh check that out there's also uh we've recapped one piece we've gone through the lord of the rings movies uh the wheel of time series yikes uh and you know just a whole bunch of cool shit uh that is not living on the youtube space so if you are new here on youtube please consider subscribing or following um uh, the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check out all that other fun stuff. A lot of good uh, content out there. Yeah, we got the content. We got, got the content it. out there. Got it in space. Uh, like, baby. comment, subscribe, all that fun YouTube shit. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs>